Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Jay Backow, co-head of U.S. Securitized Products Research here at Morgan Stanley. And I'm Jim Egan, the other co-head of U.S. Securitized Products Research. And on this episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing how tightening lending standards could impact housing activity. It's Tuesday, August 9th at 11 a.m. in New York. Now, Jay, you published a high-level report last week with Vishy Tirupator, who's the head of fixed income research here at Morgan Stanley, on the coming capital crunch. Basically, rising capital pressures will mean that banks will have to make tough choices in their lending books. Is that about right? Yeah, that's it. Basically, we don't think that markets have really appreciated the impact of the combination of how rising rates cause losses on banks' portfolios, the regulatory changes, and the results of the stress test capital buffers. All of these things are going to require banks to look at the composition of not just the assets that they own, but their business models in general. Our large-cap banking analyst, Betsy Grasek, thinks that banks are going to look at things differently to come up with different solutions depending on the bank. But in general, across the industry, expects lending standards to tighten for this year and the 2023 and for loan growth to slow. So, Jim, if banks are going to tighten lending standards, then what does that mean for housing activity? I think especially if we look at home sales, it's a negative for sales volumes. And home sales are already falling. We've talked about affordability deterioration on this podcast a few times now, not just the fact of where affordability is in the housing market, but how rapidly it's deteriorating. If lending standards are going to tighten on top of those affordability pressures, then that just argues for potentially an even more substantial decrease in sales volumes going forward. And we're already seeing this in the data. Through the first half of the year, new home sales are down 14% versus the first half of 21. Purchase applications, that's our highest frequency data point that we have. They're getting progressively weaker each month. They were down 17% year-over-year in June, 19% year-over-year in July. Existing home sales, and that's referencing a much larger volume of sales than new home sales, they're down a comparatively strong 8% year-to-date. But with all of the dynamics that we're discussing, we believe that they're going to see a much more precipitous drop in the second half of the year. We have it down over 15% year-over-year versus 2021. Now, that's because of affordability pressures. It's because of the potential for tightening lending standards. It's also because of the lock-in effect from a rate perspective. On that lock-in effect, with just 2% of the market having incentive to refinance, Lenders are sitting there and saying, well, what do we do in this environment where we can't just give people a rate refi? Now, you mentioned the purchase activity. That's obviously one area. But Black Knight just reported another quarterly record of untapped equity in the housing market. And consumers would love to be able to tap that. The problem is when you do a cash out refinance, you end up increasing the rate on your entire mortgage. And homeowners don't want to do that. So they'd love to do something like a home equity line of credit or a second lien where they're getting charged the higher rate on just the equity they take out. But the problem is it's harder to originate those in an environment where lending standards are tightening, particularly given the capital allocation against those type of loans can be onerous. Right. And the level of conversations around an increase in kind of the second lien or the HELOC market have certainly been picking up over the past weeks and months, both on the originator side, on the investor side, as people look to find ways to access that record amount of equity that you mentioned in the housing market. Thinking about trying, people are still trying to sell houses, and you just commented on the housing activity, but what about the prices they're selling at? Some of that recent data was pretty surprising. The most recent month of data, I think the point that has raised the most eyebrows was the average or median price of new home sales. Saw a pretty significant month-over-month decrease. We continue to see month-over-month increases in the median and average price of existing home sales. 
when we think about average and median prices, there's a mixed shift issue there. So month over month, depending on the types of homes that sell, things can move. What we actually forecast, repeat sales index, Case Shiller, we're starting to see a slowdown in growth. The past two months have been consecutive decelerations in the pace of home price growth. I think the thing that we'd highlight most is the growing geographic pervasiveness of the slowdown. Two months ago, 11 of the Case Shiller 20 city index was showing a deceleration month over month. This past month, it was 16. Now, all 20 cities continue to show home price growth, but again, 16 are showing that pace slow down. There is some regional specificity to this. The cities that continue to accelerate largely in Florida, Miami, and Tampa, to name two. Okay, so that's what we've seen. What do we expect to see on a go-forward basis? We talked about our expectations for sales a few minutes ago. I think the one thing that we do want to highlight is on the starts front. We think that single unit starts are going to start to decrease over the course of the back half of this year. There's a couple reasons for that. We talked about affordability pressures. Another dynamic that's been playing out in the space is that there's been a backlog, not just of housing starts, but before those starts get to completion, units under construction has swollen back to 2004 levels. Starts themselves are only at 1997 levels. We do think that that is going to kind of disincentivize starts going forward. We're already starting to see it a little bit in the underlying data. Trailing 12-month single-unit starts had plateaued for largely a year. They've been down the past two months. We think that they're going to continue to fall in the back half of this year. It's already playing through from a sentiment perspective. Homebuilder confidence is down 39% from its peak in November of 2020, and that's being driven by their perception of traffic on their sites as well as their perception of future sales conditions. So we do think that starts are going to fall because a number of these dynamics and we think that home price growth is going to remain positive, and we've highlighted this on this podcast before, but the pace is going to start slowing pretty materially in the back half of this year. The most recent print was 19.7%, down from over 20%, but we think it gets all the way to 9% by December 2022, 3% by December 2023. So continued home price growth, but the pace is going to slow pretty materially. Jay, thanks for taking the time to talk. Jim, always a pleasure. And thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the podcast with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 